Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash Bobo Audio Presents. There are over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3s, which you can play either on your MP3 player or on your computer. Let's do it. Good evening. This is uh, Will, and I'm with the Bobo Audio Presents. Okay, this is a little weird because I'm recording, uh, doing a video for YouTube. First one officially for the uh, podcast. Um, trying out my new toy, which will I will also have a video for the unboxing for my Logitech, uh, my Logitech C920. I shouldn't look directly in the camera. I should look at the screen. I don't know. Maybe should I? Should I look directly in the camera? I don't know. Because the screen's right here. My the laptop's right here. I don't know what to do. Anyway, I'm reading the screen because that's what my script is. That's what I'm going to do. So I'll try to do better in future videos or I won't. I'm not going to be standing a lot because I'm in my underwear right now as well. I shouldn't share that, but I did. Anyway. So, quick thing, I've done 12 episodes previously of Boba Audio Presents. They're sort of a, a not ranty, but just sort of a um, train of thought, sort of multiple topics, just things I've been thinking about or in new, you know, sort of like a crappy ripoff of Philip DeFranco without the coolness or, or, or the production value or the fun of Philip DeFranco. But I talk about the things I'm interested in and news and yeah. So, and, but it was sort of hackneyed, disjointed, and I just felt it wasn't good. So, I'm going to be, this will be my technically 13th, uh, this is officially listed as episode 14. Uh, I never did the 13th because I had it prepared. I had it, you know, scripted out. I just never got around to recording it. So I just sort of published the notes but never recorded it and announced, announced like anyone cared, that episode 14 would be the last one after, and then I would go on a hiatus to sort of retool the show. So this will be sort of, a, this episode 14 will be sort of a, test drive of an idea to retool the show by streaming the, each episode into a single topic as opposed to the, I don't know, 15 to the multiple things I talked about in previous podcasts. So, let's jump into it. So today uh, we're going to talk about today's topic, a Bobo Audio Presidency. Or, if I was president, uh, what I would do and how I would do it. 
um, as of recording, which is today, November 22nd, 2016, at 4.59 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, it's been about, what, two weeks since Donald J. Trump became the president elect of the country, and it hasn't been good. People have been literally protesting since he has been, since Election Day. Hillary won more popular votes, but he won the electoral votes. And people are calling for the end of the Electoral College, which I don't disagree, I don't agree with. I favor the Electoral College. That way it sort of gives each state power. Now you can say, well... Hillary got two million more votes. And then there, you know, even though those votes are concentrated in California, Florida, Texas, New York, what about the people in, in middle America or in smaller states um, who did not vote for Hillary? Well, the people are also saying, well, the, you know, their votes count more. No, they don't. You know, a state like Nebraska has, what, four, five electoral votes, while California has, like, 55. So it's still, it just gives a voice to Americans in smaller states. It gives them more power. And then you could, and simply put, to change it from the Electoral College would require a congressional, a constitutional amendment in which, what, 38 states would have to ratify that? No small state is going to give up its power. So that so that a state like California could uh, base, you know, to, uh, duh, 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 that a state like California could dictate what happens to the rest of the nation. I don't particularly agree um, with the, you know, conservative values of, say, you know, um, the Midwest. I'm a more liberal person. Even, I'm a registered Republican, but I'm more liberal. I did not vote for Donald Trump. I did vote for Hillary Clinton. But, I don't, he's the, pre Donald Trump is the president. He won. I'm ready to move on. You know, he won. I'm not, you know, you uh, this is going to be a bad one, too. But anyway, I'm getting ranty. Anyway, it's been two weeks. Donald Trump's president. He gets inaugurated in what? January 20th. Then it becomes official. And his cabinet and his appointee, his uh, draining the swamp. Yeah. He's going to, it's a Republican administration. And to all you folks, for all you never Hillary folks, well, Congratulations, you got what you wanted. Never Hillary, it's Donald. Racism, racism is on the massive up, well, I don't know, massive, but it's more public now. Against African Americans and Muslims, against Asians, if you're not white, you should be a little worried. I'm not, but I am. You know, but... Anyway, let's go on. Let's get on with this filing. A Bobo Audio, pre a Bobo Audio Presidency. What 
America what my presidency would look like if I was elected. So, first things first, if I ran, and all honestly, it would probably be as a Democrat, even though I'm a registered Republican, even though I'm, I consider myself personally conservative. But, personally conservative, but I consider myself uh, constitutionally liberal. In that I believe in, you know, liberty or libertary, in that somewhat libertarian, in that I believe in, uh, you know, gay rights and women's right to choose, and, and I believe in governments. Simply enough, I believe government has a place, the federal government has a place, in order to uh, provide services, in order to protect those who can't help themselves, in just to do. It's not necessary for the government to give people things freely, but it is the place of the government just to make, try to make lives better, to help those who can't help themselves. I believe that place is government. Now, how we get there, here, let's talk about it. All right, let's start with domestic and social policies. And um, I'm using the uh, questions that were in the quiz from... The website, www.isidewith.com. It's a website where if you don't know, you take this quiz and it tells you how your beliefs align with the potential candidates. So, let us get, sorry, started. Alright, let's talk domestic policy here. No, I'm just all over the place, sorry. abortion. I support a woman's right to choose. I also support continued funding for Planned Parenthood, but with the caveat that I'd be willing to ban funding for, I would be willing to ban Planned Parenthood from doing abortions in order to keep government funding going towards Planned Parenthood for other um, women's health support funding. Planned Parenthood is a small portion of what they do is abortion. So I'd be willing to cut uh, them from doing abortions in order to keep them to get funding. But I would also sort of find backdoor ways to get the fund, you know, the funding for abortions to women through other means. Maybe not directly, but in order to, for help. Oh, I'm hitting this camera around like a complete idiot. I am just totally doing that. Anyway, I'm still not used to, I'm getting used to it. Let's move on. I hope the audio is good too. I can't tell. I'm not using my regular audio software. So I do not know. I do not know. I do not know at all. What is going on audio-wise? Anyway, continuing. Continuing. Gay marriage, gay adoption. The government should not legislate who can marry who. I believe in full marriage rights to uh, homosexuals, lesbians, you know, so forth. 
maybe give the states the rights to call it marriage or civil unions, but the rights are still the same. And regarding uh, gay adoption, if a person or couple is fit and judged capable of being parents, sexual orientation should not factor in. Now, for me, the stickler is transgender rights. I'm less sure on how to handle this. Because, I don't know, it's just something, I can't, it's hard for me, I, I'm going to sound like I just a, yeah, but just saying you're a man or a woman to me isn't enough. You know, if you're wanting to change, you know. And I would say, and it comes down to legal. You know, if you want to, if you're dressing as, if you consider yourself a man or woman, I personally don't care. But it, we're not talking about what I personally think. It's about um, legalities, the government, laws. So how do we make this, codify this to, I guess, you know, positively affect the most people in a positive way. No one, 100% of the people are never happy. So the only thing in terms I could post, I would say is you are what you, are, you, you're legally what you are when you are born until a judge on a state or county level, however smarter minds decide to do it, declares you otherwise. If you go to a judge and say, I'm a woman, I want to be a woman, and this is what, you know, and you show show that judge, either via medical, psychological, you know, show however it's we're going to do it. Then the judge declares you female or male, excuse me. Then you become the new gender. In a roundabout way, sort of like changing your name. It requires, you know, there's got, that's just the way I would do it. Or propose to do it. The death penalty. I support the death penalty. People say it doesn't, you know, it's not a deterrent to crime. Well, true, people still commit crimes. But... There are some crimes that are so horrible that that person deserves to die. That's the punishment to say that you are so vile that the only a just satisfaction is your death. Now, the thing is, I think we use the death penalty too much. I think it should only be used in cases of capital murder and, and, and then an extreme and with more judicious oversight. I do not support the use of the death penalty in cases and I only support the use of the death penalty for murder. 
for murder. Um, I've thought about it in use in terms of should it be used for child abuse cases, and I would have to say no. If the child is not, unless the child is killed. It's been a, it's a tough thing to say, but as of right now, I don't have children, so I could say something like that and not, um, you know, I can say that because I don't have children, but it's hard, it's a hard choice to make, and that's where I stand on that. All right, let's move on to health care. Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, or also known as Obamacare. I supported Obamacare because it was a great idea. Oh, we're all getting insurance. We're all getting protection. Until it was great until I tried getting Obama, you know, health care, and I couldn't get it in Florida because you know our butthead uh, Governor Scott, you know, opted out of it or you know sued, you know or whatever those states were doing to not have to do Obamacare. So you couldn't get technically get it here, or I, because of my poorness, I didn't have to get it. And then up to where the sky, and now there, the premiums are going up, and then there's the tax penalties. So I would I like the good parts. I don't like the bad parts, of course, as with anything. I am how I would afford, you know, help offset the cost would find more tax loopholes to close, which I know is, you know, pulling teeth, you know, you know, getting rich people to pay more, you know, get their loser tax loopholes. I would also um, try to shorten drug patents so patients can get generic drugs sooner. And here's the big thing. There's a big thing coming up. I would press for Medicare to not only cover those 65 and older, but I would press it, I would push for Medicare to cover all Americans from birth to the age of 18. So from when you're born to you're 18, your, your health care is covered through Medicare. No matter income, you're just covered. You know, if you if you're if you're family of means and you want better health care, you can have it use your insurance. But for uh, middle class, poor Americans, you're covered from age zero to 18. After 18, you're an adult. You can get a job. You can make your way through till you're 65. Marijuana. Let's move on to marijuana in terms of health care. Pardon me. I've got multiple computers here doing stuff. So, anyway, marijuana. While I'm in no way a proponent of marijuana, um, I just don't like hippies and extreme stoners. They're just so, and the whole, uh, they're just annoying to me because they have no memory and they're annoying and they're listening to uh, jam bands and it's just, ugh. I, even though I'm in no way a proponent of marijuana, I would not oppose a push on the federal level to legalize it for 
anyone over the age of 21. 21. If alcohol is at 21, I'm going to push for marijuana use at 21. But I would also okay. I would also support medical use for anyone under the age of 21, as prescribed by a legitimate doctor, not the whole California thing. Legitimate, not holistic, licensed medical doctor. Drug price regulation. This talks a little about what we talked in Obamacare. I find it hard to say I would regulate drug prices. I feel it, that would just go against the American system of, uh, you know, the, the open market, the free market, and it would hinder, and it could hinder future development of drugs if companies thought, you know, there's price limits. But at the same time, we've got to do something. So, I would push to shorten the times, like I said earlier, of drug patents. That would allow uh, our Americans to get generic drugs at a quicker rate. I would also, but also give incentive to the drug companies to keep their prices as low as possible with tax incentives. I know, I know. We try, we'll take away. It's a hard thing to say we're, you know, going to take tax incentives away from other companies, but we're going to give them to drug companies. Yes, but I feel this one is where a priority should be in terms of tax incentives. Not where, and we'd also try to streamline the regulation process in, term of, in terms of getting quicker assessment and testing from the FDA in getting products approved to the market while trying while maintaining you know the a high level of efficiency and accuracy in these tests in the testing to get these drugs quicker from R&D to the patient and also we would seek deals to strengthen regulation both at home and internationally to protect those patents for those drug companies. So even though those patents are going to be shorter, we'll do more to protect them. All right. Let's talk about the economy. So we're going to move along here. I had a script all set up through the domestic part, but I didn't get to the economics of it yet. The economic um, script. So we're going to do this ad lib as we go along. So should employers be required to pay men and women the same salary for the same job? I think they should have the same sort of pay scale. Now, there's multiple factors in terms of education, experience, tenure with set salary. I think if you are at the same level in terms of experience and education and tenure, you should be paid the same. Now, it's, I realize it's not just strictly men and women. You have a man, male employee, you have a female employee. Should they be paid the same? Well, are they the same in terms of education, experience, tenure? If so, yes. 
if the woman and the man are doing the same job, but the woman has a college degree, she's worked at that job 10 years, and she's been at that company for five, and the gentleman technically does the same job, but he's been there three months, well, she should be paid more. She should be paid more. Should welfare recipients be tested for drugs? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, there's an argument be, to be said for testing them for drugs. But at the same time, I believe if you were to test them for drugs, I also think you should do something to help them. Not just test them from drugs and just take away, you know, because they're poor. And the reason they're getting uh, welfare is to try to help them not die and to live. So if you test them for drugs and you find that they are on drugs, I feel the government should do something to help them, get them into rehab, find programs to help them get off drugs. So that's why I'm going to say no to the testing of drugs because I don't know if the government would be willing to help. You know, you could get both I don't think you could get both sides to the table to where they'd want to help people. So I'm going to say no to testing welfare recipients on drugs. Should businesses be required to provide paid leave for full-time employees during birth of a child or a sick family member? That's a tough one. Well, I don't know if it's tough or not. I don't know. I th should be required to grant family leave. Businesses have job needs. They have, you know, even though a business or a corporation, I don't think it's a person. As an employee, I think when you hired on a job, you take on a responsibility to be there when you're scheduled to be there. And I think this should, the employer should give you leave if there's a family emergency, brother or child. Now, should they have to pay you for not being there as well? I don't know. I mean, in a great and perfect, you know, liberal world, sure, we, you know, just, we got, we have a hundred employees not at work because they're all sick and, or they're all having children, we'll just pay them for not being here. I don't, I'd have to say, I don't think you can require that in all, in good faith, I don't think you can require them to, I think to be not be there and pay them, I don't think you ha should have to. I think you should allow that, you know, you should be required to give them leave to deal with family emergencies, but I don't think you should have to necessarily pay them as well. Should the government raise the minimum, federal minimum wage? Yes. Yes, raise the minimum wage. I would say... Fifteen would be ideal. I would accept twelve in a compromise. Um, if the other side was so opposed against it, I would accept twelve. Should there be fewer or more restrictions on the current welfare benefits? Mm. I think the it should stay where it is in terms of that. 
you know, I think we're good where we are. Should the government increase tariffs on imported products from China? Increasing tariffs would raise prices here at home and the Chinese would retaliate with tariffs on their items in China. I think that would be a no-win, a complete loss. Uh, Chinese prices going up here, less customers overseas, I think that's a... I think um, that's not a win-win for us in either way. Should the government raise or lower tax rate for corporations in order to pay for things that we need and not raise the tax rate on individuals, I would support raising tax rate for the tax rate for corporations. Large corporations, not small businesses, large corporations that could afford it. Should the U.S. continue? There are like a million questions here, and I really needed to should have streamlined the economics part of this. I really should have. All right, moving on. Where was I? Should the U.S. continue to participate in the North American Free Trade Agreement, also known as NAFTA? That's a big deal with the whole Trump campaign of we're having bad uh, foreign trade deals. We've lost jobs. How do we bring jobs home? Should we scrap NAFTA? I mean, there was a time before where there wasn't a NAFTA. I don't know how... I, honestly, it's been... I live... You know, every day is a new day. I'm just trying to get by. You know, just about paycheck to paycheck, month to month. And I really can't remember how it was back then. I mean, I don't remember being life being so horrible, but... I don't remember life being so great, too, before and after. So, the pros, it reduces trade barriers. It allows our, our goods to get to Canada, to get to Mexico uh, for cheaper. It allowed, But on the same side, it allows their items to get here cheaper, too. It allows, it does, I think, send jobs overseas. But how much do we <coughs> take in from Canada and Mexico? I'm sure it's a great deal. <coughs> At this point, I would say we continue to... I would say since the agreement is already in place, I would continue with NAFTA. Should the government make cuts to public spending in order to reduce the national debt? I think we, it's where we make the cuts that it's, we got to make, we got to make good cuts. I do, I'm a guy who believes in government, but I want like an efficient government. I think there are numerous agencies that can be streamlined. I support keeping the Department of Education. I, just, I support keeping most of the agencies, but I think we can make cuts. Making cuts, selectively raising taxes, closing loopholes. 
is what we need to do to raise, to reduce the national debt. Should the government be required, should the government require businesses to pay salary employees making up to $46,000 a year time and a half for overtime hours? This is a recent article in, I believe, Huffington Post talked about this, that uh, Donald Trump might take away the requirement of salaried employees making time and a half for working over overtime. If you're on salary, if you're a salaried employee up to 46, do you get should you get overtime for working overtime? I'd be willing to compromise this and say if you work oh, a salaried employee who works over 50 hours, if you work an additional 10 hour over 10 more hours a week. So if you work 50 hours in a week, it's a tough one. Because, you know, I've seen managers who work a lot and they're just, and they're just making salary and some of them make a darn less, less than 46000 a year. If you're a salary employee and you work over 40 hours, I, I would say you get an hourly rate after that and not time and a half. Then you work, if you work over 50 hours, then you would make time and a half. That would be my compromise there. That's what I would do. Should the government prevent mega mergers of corporations that could potentially control a large percentage of market share within its industry? Yes. Growing up, reading, I'm a history nerd, and I, the whole, for me, the history of this country blocking monopolies who just gobble up large chunks of things. The whole point we split up mob, you know, Bell Telephone was because there was literally one phone company in America. You know, so yeah, I don't know. I don't like mega mergers. I don't like one company controlling everything. Not, a, not into that. Do you believe labor unions help or hurt the economy? I think both. I think they do help, but I think at times they hurt too. But I think labor unions are American as everything else. That's American. There are, you know, we have a right to protect ourselves. We have the right to assemble. And the unions are that. You know, they have great deal of political power now. They, but they're also corrupt, like every other organization, like PACs and political parties and corporations too. So they're just another part of the pie. But I think they are a valid part of the pie. Should the government increase tax rate on profits earned from the sale of stocks, bonds, and real estate? I believe that's capital gains. Um, should they increase the tax rate on that? No. Not all millionaires sell stocks and bonds and real estate. Regular folks do too. So, um, no, I'm not going to... Yeah, no. No, I'm not. Should the government use an economic stimulus to aid the country during times of recession? Yes. It's worked in the past. 
So yes, the government should use an economic stimulus package when it needs to. Should the Federal Reserve Bank be audited by Congress? I don't know. I'll have to investigate that one. I don't know. Do you support the Trans-Pacific Partnership? I don't know. Should the current estate tax be decreased? Or, as the Republican Party calls it, the death tax? Um, no. I think it's 250000 now. I'm probably wrong, but that's what I think it is. Um, so if you're passing on more than $250,000 in inheritance to someone, you have to pay a tax on it. I don't think it should be lowered. Maybe even increased. I wouldn't oppose, you know. It's just, you know, you've paid taxes on it previously when it was earned, when their stocks were sold. And to some extent, I do think it is a death tax in a way. Just another way for government to grab money. But I think it's acceptable at the rate it's at. But at the same time, if there was a strong, as president, if there was a strong push to lower that, I would not oppose it. Of course, you know, that's a very wishy-washy answer. I'm not complete, I'm not very, I'm not friendly with the idea of a death tax. But I would not expend political capital fighting it to raise it. I would, you know, def I would support lowering it. I would not end it completely. All right, moving on. Should the government subsidize farmers? It's a tough one. Farmers are the backbone of this nation. You got to keep them alive. You got to keep them going. But continuous subsidies, I would say no. Should pension payments be increased for retired government workers? Increase pension payments. Mm. No. I mean, in, in, I don't know if I, in, ter in terms of just. I th it should be at the rate that they you know you know it's like Social Security if you have a t if you've paid a lot into it you should get X amount back then I don't think it should be the pension payment should be increased no I think it should just reflect uh, what's it called the uh, you know the yearly you know the cost of living rate or whatever it's called that you know the year you know to reflect to the economy should the uh, should pension plans of federal state and local governments be transitioned into privately managed accounts no I'm not I'm not a fan of privatization I'm not a big fan of that should the government bail out Puerto Rico yes you just can't having territories or states just going belly up no matter how bad the management is you just gotta you know help should citizens be allowed to save or invest their money in offshore accounts it's their money as long as it's reported then they can do whatever they want with it as long as the taxes are paid here you know the if it's 
done legally, then yeah, you can put your money where you want. Should an in-state sales tax apply to online purchases of in-state buyers from should an in-state sales tax apply to online purchases of in-state buyers from out-of-state sellers? So, oh, so okay. If I buy something in another state, And if they're selling it in Illinois and I'm in Florida, should I? Ah, uh, so should I pay the state sales tax of my own state? Should an out-of-state seller charge the sales tax? As a person, I would say no. But as a government, as, you know, sure. It would be another government grab, but it's one I think would be legitimate, though. Because we're supposed to be doing it already, but a lot of businesses aren't. Should And finally, should the government classify Bitcoin as legal currency? I don't know. You shouldn't go, for, you know, classify it as legal currency. But at the same time, you shouldn't make, it's not to be illegal either. It's not a legal, you can't, you should not be force people to accept Bitcoin. But if they want to accept Bitcoin, then by all means accept Bitcoin. All right. <clears throat> Let's move on to what did we just talk about? Economics. We talked about healthcare. Let's talk immigration. Should the US build a wall on the southern border? No. Should sanctuary cities receive federal funding? I don't like the, I mean, to me, here, let me sum up my views on illegal immigration real quick. I'll, oh, I could probably sum this up. It's illegal immigration. If you're caught by the police, or if you're caught, you should be turned over to immigrate. If the police catch you for anything, and you're determined to be an illegal immigrant, you should be turned over to the police. You should be turned over to immigration. And what they do for me from there, I don't know. I think if you are, you should be turned over to immigration. And if you're, if they do background check and if you're not a criminal, you don't have any criminal background, blah, blah, blah then maybe they just really let you go. But, but, if you're arrested by the police for something, say a traffic violation, you're found to be illegal, they turn you over to the Fed, um, ICE, the ICE determines you're not a criminal, the ICE can should be able to take your fingerprints, take blood sample, your DNA, and you basically, if you're caught by the cops and immigration, you should be basically, you should be tagged and set released. If you're deemed, you know, not a criminal. So that way, if you do commit a crime later on, we got your DNA, we have your fingerprints, we have your picture. All right. 
Let's move on with these questions here. Should illegal immigrants have access access to government subsidized health care? No. They're illegal immigrants. Should Muslim immigrants... Let me just say that. They shouldn't have access to government subsidized health care, but at the same time, if they're in an emergency, if they're having a heart attack, the same general rule applies to hospitals, where if you go in, you're having a heart attack, their job is to save your life. I believe that's compli- that applies to anybody. There's no question about are they here legally, not legally. If you're dying of, if you're dying, having a medical emergency, your life should be saved. Let me say that offhand. Now, if you have a broken arm, and you go to the hospital, you got to pay for that yourself. That's not coming out of the government's paycheck. You know, if you're screwed, you know, the, then you go to the hospital, they patch you up, they call the police that you've been identified as an illegal. Should Muslim immigrants be banned from entering the country until the government improves its ability to screen out potential terrorists? <sighs> no. You can't just, I don't know if you could do, I mean, it's more, yeah, I just, no, you can't just ban a people. I mean, we should definitely continue to improve our ability to screen out potential terrorists, but just banning people, banning Arab nation people or banning people who are Muslims, it just would mean they would not be honest about their religious heritage or their religious leanings. Should illegal immigrants be offered in-state tuition rates at public colleges where they reside? No. They're legal immigrants. Should immigrants be required to learn English? No. Not required. I mean, if they can pass the... I mean, only in the sense that they can exist in this country and pass, you know, the what government bullcrap they need to pass in enough to function in a in day-to-day life, they should, but not just to, you shouldn't make it a law that they're required. Should the U.S. increase restrictions on its current border security policy? What do you mean in terms of border security? In terms of just, you know, say getting you know when they go through the checkpoints at the border should they increase that or in terms of increasing patrols on the the actual border areas where you know the un, the unroaded you know the in middle of nowhere border areas i would say i would increase restrictions in terms of how they put you know increase act border patrol activity I would possibly if it was legal I would authorize the use of the military in terms of border patrol security. I would think that would be a military protecting the border would be a military thing. You know? 
Now, realizing, of course, that invasion from Mexico and Canada is extremely unlikely, but I would call that protecting the border national defense. And I'm not saying tanks out there or garrisoning troops on every inch of it. I would just more of, it would allow the use of military aircraft like this, you know, the C-130s with the, the high, you know, the, the really good cameras and the infrared abilities and the use of helicopter, military helicopter patrols. Um, and such as that. And maybe there would be military check, you know, checkpoints every however many miles, you know, sort of use them, you know, but they would have to use, you know, they're only allowed to fire in self, you know, law, you know, law enforcement engagement type rules, if that was allowed. Should children of illegal immigrants be granted legal legal citizenship? If you're born, you know, the law should stay what it is. If you're born here, you're a citizen. Should local law enforcement be allowed to detain illegal immigrants for minor crimes and transfer them to federal immigration authorities? Yes, I've already said that. Yes. If you're an illegal immigrant and you're caught, you've committed a crime by being an illegal immigrant. Yes, you should be turned over to ICE, the immigrant. What are immigration and customs enforcement? What they do to you after that then becomes the question. If you're not a criminal, maybe they let you go. They tag you and bag you, of course. Fingerprints, they take your picture, they take your blood sample, your DNA. You know, because you're an illegal immigrant. That will, of course, that would, of course, face a court battle to whether that's legal or not. But... I'm, if president, that's a fight I'd be willing to take on. I think that be should be allowed. If you want to be in this country and you're an illegal immigrant, I think you should be willing to give up your, you know, your identity, you know, identify your face, your picture, your fingerprints, and your DNA to say, hey, I want to be in this country enough where I'm willing to give you this information. I'm not going to commit a crime. I want you to. I want this nation to trust me. Man, I hope the sound is working on this. Should working illegal immigrants be given temporary amnesty? That's sort of a tough one. If you're working and you're not a criminal, I'm willing to give you a chance. I would think that if something falls into the previous thing I said, like, you know, if you're willing, if, you know, Yes, temper. I would give a temporary amnesty. Yes, I guess that's what you would call it. But you would all like as part of that temporary amnesty, you'd give up your identification, your fingerprints, and your DNA. Should government increase or decrease the amount of temporary work visas given to high-skilled immigrant workers? I would say no, because we already there's a job sort of thing in this you in this country. And I don't think it'd be great, you know, it sends, I don't think that sends a good sign if we're giving, giving, giving visas to get high-tech workers to come here when we should already have some of our own. All right, I'm going to 
dang, we've already gone an hour into this, and I'm not even anywhere close to being done. Ah! Oh, this is going to be a long one. This is going to be a long one. Okay, we still got education, foreign policy. Ugh. Let's go into education here real quick. We've done economics, we've done... Yeah. We're stuck education. This one's quick. This one's quick. Do you support increasing taxes on the rich in order to reduce interest rates for student loans? You know what? I think we should just lower interest rates on student loans. We don't necessarily... I would not say make the rich pay for everyone's education. I don't think there should be necessarily be free education. Not everyone's meant for college. But at the same time, student loans is a tough, tough thing to deal with. So I think the government should just have reduced, you know, more, just reduce the rate, you know. I went to college. I have a ton of debt. I've got a lot of, I still owe a lot of money. And I honestly don't think I'll pay for it in my lifetime. But it's my responsibility. I can accept that. I think the government should... Uh, it's not their job to make life easy, but they could do a little to help. And just reduce the interest rates. They're your loans. You can set the rate. You can reduce them. Do I support... Common Core on a national national standards. I believe in the idea of a national standard, but I believe in the states and the community should have the flexibility of how they achieve those standards. All right, that was education. That was sort of short. Okay, good. Let's talk foreign policy. Let's try to move this along. Should the U.S. accept refugees from Syria? Yes. Um. That war-torn, you know, we've, we accepted refugees from Cambodia, Vietnam, Korea. Why not Syria? Should foreign terrorism suspects be given constitutional rights? No. They're, I think they are prisoners of war. I think they should be treated as such. I personally believe that the president should declare war on whoever, if we're fighting these people, in actual ground war combat, there should be a declaration of war. The president should go to Congress and say, let's declare war on... You can't just say, declare war on terrorism. And that's too much of a blank check. You should say, we're declaring war on ISIS in Syria and in, in Iraq or wherever they're located. That, you know, this organization and have a legal scope for that war and if it determined that the scope needs to be escalated the president should go back to congress and say hey we are i want to expand the scope of the war against isis and then you can treat these terrorism suspects without you know the f f con legal and i think legally because they are prisoners of war should the government increase or decrease military spending I don't think we need to increase military spending. We already spend a ton of money on the military. Should every 18-year-old citizen be required to provide at least one year of military service? Would that even be enough? 
time you spent training a soldier, you know, is he a year being in the military a year even enough time for them to do anything legitimately? I think I wouldn't be opposed to some sort of national service, not just military service, but as a way to pay for college, become an EMT, become a law enforcement officer, become um, uh, work at a national park, some sort of you know a paying job back to your community in some state level or whatever that would also help pay for college, say a two-year service, you know, you get X amount of dollars, you go to college, or you get X, or don't go to college, go to a trade school, whatever. You get it, and how it should, um, in that sort of way. Should the U.S. formally declare war on ISIS? Yes. Should the U.S. remain in the United Nations? Yes. Should the U.S. continue to support Israel? Yes. You know, with... Reservations. I think. I think the Palestinian people. They're not all terrorists, even though they've been fighting this war, between Israel and Palestine. There was a time, you know, and there are still. Don't get me wrong. There's still a large faction of Palestinians who are terrorists, but. Israel isn't completely innocent either. Anyway, moving on. Should the military be allowed to use enhanced interrogation techniques such as waterboarding to gain information from suspected terrorists? <sighs> no. Should our country remain in NATO? Yes. Should the government send in ground troops to fight ISIS? If we declare, if we go all in on this and declare war, then yes. Should the government increase or decrease foreign aid spending? I wouldn't be opposed to decreasing it. Should the U.S. military fly drones over foreign countries to gain intelligence and kill, kill terrorism suspects? To gain intelligence, yes. To kill terrorism suspects, no. One of the reasons nations hate us and why the why these people hate us is in these countries there the wealthy are extremely well the the dichotomy between the wealthy and the poor is extreme and those who are in terrorism groups are usually the extreme poor it's sort of like gangs here in the u.s they find a way to make the means and one of the most i don't know desensitizing things we do is just fly remote control we literally fly remote giant remote control toys with rockets to kill people you know we 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 fight video game wars now and i think we would be more cognizant of what we do politically overseas if we still had to actually send men and women into these situations to do the jobs that the drones did. I would think we would tread more lightly. I would think we would um, be more careful. We would think about it more if we sent men and women into these situations and not just fly toys to kill people.
Should the U.S. close the prison at Guantanamo Bay? No. I think if we're going to, I think it's a good place to keep terrorists and not bring them on U.S. soil. It's pretty isolated, and it's a good sort of place. It's a good place. It's, I don't like the idea of it, but it's, a, it's, where else, where else are you going to put it? Should the government conduct military strikes against North Korea in order to destroy their long-range missile and nuclear weapons capabilities? Mm, not at this time. Should the government provide military aid to Saudi Arabia during its conflict with Yemen? No. Should the U.S. overthrow President Assad of Syria? No, not at this time. Should the U.S. continue surveillance, NSA surveillance of its allies? Yes. Let's not talk about that. Should they provide military assistance to defend Ukraine from Russia? Quietly, quietly, yes. Officially, no. Should the country defend? Should our country defend other NATO countries that maintain low military defense budgets relative to the GDP? To their GDP? Is yeah, we're part of NATO. We signed the deal. Let's do it. Who cares? I shouldn't say who cares, but let's move on. Yeah, we should. We're part of NATO. Let's quick browse what it's domestic issues. Gun control. Should there be more restrictions on on purchasing a gun? I favor three-day waiting periods. I favor banning criminals mentally ill from getting a gun. I favor if you're on a terrorism watch list, you can't get a gun. Should there be term limits for members of Congress? Yes. Should the Senate hold hearings and vote on the President Obama's Supreme Court nominee? When he nominated him like months ago? Yeah, they had plenty of time to do it. Now, it's already middle of November, no. What they should have done, in my opinion, in terms of the, uh, the Garrett nomination, they should have held the hearings Voted no. I think saying vote and, you know, held, show that at least Congress is doing their job and then still vote no. I would be okay with it. Instead of just not having a vote, it seems petulant and childish to me. I'm not exactly sure what petulant means, but I know, I think I know it. I think I do know that it applied, I applied it properly. Should corporations and unions or super PACs be allowed to donate to political candidates? <sighs> They're not, I don't consider them people, but at the same time, I feel like it's an infringement of rights if they're not allowed to. You know, there's too much corporate money, too much special interest, yet at the same time, it's like a, I think, you know what, I'm going to say no. They're not individuals, they're a collective group. It, yeah, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no to that. Corporations and unions should not donate to political candidates. There should now, I will say that they are allowed, they can be allowed to say, act as a super PAC and buy ad time, camp, you know, they can buy ad time and campaign for a candidate they like as long as there's no collusion. Sort of following those super PAC type rules for 
you know, not directly supporting a candidate, but they can do issue ads. I would be okay with that. Should local police increase surveillance and patrol of Muslim neighborhoods? In good conscience, I'll have to say no. Should Apple unlock iPhones of suspected terrorists for the FBI? If the if there's a warrant, yes. If the government, if the judicial branch grants a warrant, yes, Apple should do it. Should victims of gun violence be allowed to sue firearms dealers and manufacturers? No. Should the internet service providers be allowed to speed up access to popular websites that pay that pay for those that pay the service? No. Should the NSA be allowed to collect basic metadata on citizens' phone calls, such as numbers, timestamps, and durations? Yes, it's a tough decision. That one was a tough choice, but I'm going to have to say yes. If it's just that basic metadata, I'm okay. I'll okay that. Should I don't do I favor decriminalizing drug use? Not full drug use, no. I'd be okay with legalizing marijuana. Should redrawing of congressional districts be controlled by an independent nonpartisan commission? Yes. Do I support the Patriot Act? No. Should the government raise the retirement age for Social Security? I should. I think they should grant an additional option where you can take it at, say, 67 or 70. I th keep the 62 option, keep the 65 option, but grant people the option to retire later, if they wish. Should the government be allowed to seize private property with reasonable compensation for public or civic use? No. I don't really like the idea of eminent domain that they can just seize it. Here's a, here's a check. I want to buy it. I'm taking it. No. Should the government grant immunity to Edward Snowden? I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm torn on Snowden. I, no decision at this time. Do you support affirmative action programs? Um, short answer, yes. All right, quickly, the electoral. Should photo IDs be required to vote? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a reasonable thing to have a photo identification of some sort to vote. Should foreign lobbyists be allowed to raise money for elections? No. Should there be a five-year ban on White House and congressional fair... Con Congressional officials becoming lobbyists after they leave government. Five-year ban. No. If you leave the government and you get a job, you get a job. Should corporations and unions and nonprofits be allowed to donate to political parties? They're not people I would say no, but they can create, they can, should be allowed to um, support their views on issues how they choose. Should there be a limit on the amount of money a candidate can receive from a donor? Yeah, I still like that. Should political candidates be required to release their tax returns to the public? Um, yeah, I think so. Should presidential debates include candidates with less than 15% support in the national polls? Um, yeah, I do think they should require, should have more presidential, should the presidential debates should include candidates with less than 15% in national polls. I think if the candidate, third-party candidate, is known enough, like a Gary Johnson or a Jill Stein, 
should be invited to the debate. Even though they had low polling, they were at least nationally known on some level. And those candidates should be invited. Okay, let's quickly talk environment. Uh, okay, we still got three more categories. Well, science, environment, criminal. Let's talk science real quick. It's only a few questions here. Should the government require children to be vaccinated for preventable diseases? Yes, I think you should be required to be vaccinated. Should food producers be required to label genetically engineered foods? Yeah, I think people have the right to know. Do you support the use of nuclear energy? Yes. We need to do more to regulate it and make it safer, but yes. Should the government fund space travel? Yes. I believe in NASA. I believe in the idea of exploration. I think we should continue doing that. Let's move on to environmental issues something I know not a lot about let me see I'm not too many questions should the government increase environmental regulations to prevent climate change let me come back to that one should the government give tax credits and subsidies to wind power yes I also believe there should be subsidies and tax credits to help stimulate solar power research and the industry do you support the use of hydraulic fracking to extract oil and natural gas sources? Uh, no, no, I don't really, I, from what I've seen, there's nothing really, I mean, yeah, you get the oil and you get the natural gas, but it doesn't really do anything to, it doesn't leave good things when you do it. Should the U.S. expand offshore oil drilling? With strict regulation, yes. Should the government increase environmental regulations to prevent climate change? Yes. I should I support the idea of environmental regulations in if we're gonna allow oil drilling and continued harvesting of our resources, I think we should have the right to regulate that. Finally, criminal. Should be Officers be required to wear body cameras. Yes, it protects both sides. Should be con should convicted felons have the right to vote? They should not be. If you're a felon, you lose your right to vote, but you should be allowed to petition uh, the state to have your rights um, where you were convicted have your rights returned to you. Should prisons ban the use of solitary confinement for juveniles? I don't know enough on the issue, but as a straight-up individual, I think it can, if it's used properly, short-term, only short-term uses of solitary confinement. And I really support the idea of that, even on a regular, not just a juvenile level. Only short-term use of solitary confinement, not prolonged, you know, make-you-crazy sort of, use of it oh I don't feel good all right I think we've about finished 
today's podcast at an hour and 10 minutes. Video podcast, um, audio podcast. So, thank you for listening to my babbling about uh, what I would do if I was president. I hope, on my views on how, what I would do, if it even makes any sense. I don't know. Um, Donald Trump's a president. And his cabinet's not looking that great. He's not really draining the swamp. It's going to be a very long four years. Have a good night, and I'll see you when I see you. Goodbye. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane. Listen to yourself. Churn world serves its own needs. Dummy serve your own needs. Slice and burn, return, listen to yourself, churn Locking in, uniform and foot, burning blood Letting every motive escalate, automotive Centerate, light a candle, light a motor Step down, step down, watch your heel crush, crush It's the